It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you all out there listening. I'm, as ever, Chloe Thomas, creator of the e-commerce Master Plan, author, speaker, and consultant. And as you all know, hopefully by now, I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. This week's guest I found when he joined our e-commerce Master Plan Facebook group and started sharing some awesome content about what he's learned in, in building his e-commerce business. So I just had to get him on the show. If you want to be part of that group, then uh, joining is totally free. Just head to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook or search on Facebook for the e-commerce Master Plan World group. Lots and lots of discussion going on in there and lots of great content being shared too. I hope to see you in there soon. Uh, now, let me introduce you to that special guest I found right there in the Facebook group. Tom Hunt is in charge of growth at Stitch Leggings, a business which sells leggings for men. If you ever thought that was possible, um, they launched in December 2012 and in March 2017 had their best month yet, turning over £5,000. Now, Tom has also recently launched a SaaS business called Sneeze, without an E on the end. And to publicise Sneeze, he set, well, him and his team set themselves a pretty remarkable challenge, which is to get Stitch Leggings up to £100,000 per month. For those of you who missed the number earlier, in uh, March 2017, they did 5,000, which was their best yet. So, um, I'm really looking forward to finding out, along with the rest of you, how Tom and his team are going about this. So, hello, Tom. Hello, Chloe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It's great to have you on here. Um, I've just given our listeners a super quick overview of you, your businesses, and the challenge you've recently set yourself. But before we get really into the into the nitty gritty of the challenge, how did you get started off in e-commerce? So, we got started off in brick and mortar mortar commerce because and this is quite a funny story actually (laughs) it was 2012 end of 2012 and me and my two best friends worked either in recruitment or consulting and we always used to go to brick lane market in london it's like a trendy market in the east of the city and we used to go there on a sunday because we lived close by and we always used to see all these really pretty girls on the market and so we had this not evil plan we had this cunning plan that that stated if we had a market stall on the market because we we never used to speak to the pretty girls because we were too shy if we had a market stall on the market we would be able to speak to the pretty girls that was a theory Uh, and then the question was okay what can we sell at the time we were passionate about skinny jeans we were like okay let's try leggings for men because we at some point wore leggings and they were comfortable so we literally decided this one Sunday, and then the following Sunday, we had a market stall on Brick Lane Market with female leggings we'd purchased from eBay, drew on our male logo, and we're trying to sell them on Brick Lane Market. So my, my question to you is, Chloe, how many pairs of, out of the 18 do you think we sold in the eight hours of freezing cold Ooh. selling on Brick Lane Market? Uh, I'm gonna. I, I would imagine it'd be quite a hard sell, even in Brick Lane Market. <laughs> uh, maybe three pairs. We sold zero pairs. Oh no! Did you at least it, learn something though? Uh, no, I don't no? think we learned anything. Well, we did. <laughs> we did have fun. I, I think we learned that we enjoyed doing something together. Right. So, mm-hmm. 
three months later, we lo- we actually got real mail and mail against Divine and, sh- and shipped over from Shanghai. And then three months later, we started an e-commerce store, um, selling the mail leggings in March 2013. And I guess ever since then, we've just been sort of slowly growing and slowly sort of learning how the e-commerce game works. And that has taken us through Dragon's Den. It's taken us to be featured on the mail online. It's taken us to an in-person meeting with Top Man. Um, and that, like, and that brings us up to today where we are at the moment. Okay, cool. A couple of things I want to go back on there. Um, first off, I often say to people who've got a new product idea, go and get a market stall, even if you're not selling and get some feedback. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if, if I was following my own advice and I'd done what you did, I wouldn't have bothered following it through any further. So what, what made you think it was still a goer, even though you sold nothing? There's two things. A, we had fun. And B, the cost. Like, you, whenever making any decision, you understand the potential downside. Mm-hmm. And so our, our potential downside was a couple of hundred pounds each, right? Because we just had to get some mail leggings to Vine to send over. And then we had to pay like $20 a month for an e-commerce platform. And so the, the cost was actually very little. And at the same time, we, we knew that we would learn stuff by taking the action anyway. So, yes, we, didn't, we weren't that confident in the idea, I guess. But we knew we'd have fun and we knew we would learn. And we knew the downside was actually quite small. Got you. So it was like a worst case scenario. We learn a lot and we do it better next time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, okay. Two other quick things to cover off then. Dragon's Den. Did you mm-hmm. get money or not? Unfortunately not. We can put the, there's a two minute clip on YouTube showing the highlights from mm-hmm. the pitch, which actually ended up being like a bit of a demolition uh from their side uh it's pretty brutal so no we didn't awesome well if you send me that link i will put yeah, that will. in the uh in the show notes so everybody can have a have a watch but we won't get any deeper into dragon's death now because <laughs> that sounds like it might be a painful memory um yes. and then top man uh for those of you overseas who haven't heard of top man it's kind of like the number one fast fashion men's clothing shop in the uk so how did you manage to get sitting down with them to talk about your product so it was one of we we divide the tasks between the three of us. One of my good friends is responsible for business development. He, I think, he just we found the male legwear buyer on LinkedIn and then just kept hounding him. Uh, eventually, got the in-person meeting. The problem was that I was in. I was on holiday in the US, and so my two other, my two colleagues had to go to the meeting. And then it was it was quite clear that we didn't know what we were talking about. They're asking loads of questions about, um, like importing and manufacturing that we really had no idea about. Uh, so we haven't closed that deal yet. Maybe we will in the future. Nice, no, still quite impressive. I like the uh, kind of the the tenacity, the belligerence there. Of we just mm. kept going at it till we got that meeting. So I think you have you have to do that sometimes. Yeah. Okay, let's just tick off a couple of the bits about the business and then we'll really get into the challenge. So you're clearly in the UK. Are you selling only to the UK or are you selling overseas as well? Since day one, we've sold worldwide. Uh, 50% sales come from UK, 30% US and the rest, the remaining 20% rest of the world. Okay, cool. And uh, we've done the product, but you're on the Shopify platform, is that right? Uh, so we started off on Moonfruit, which was, I don't like saying bad things about anybody, but it wasn't very good. And so <laughs> only only since January 2016 have we been on Shopify, but like, it's so much better. Wow, so quite new to the to the Shopify platform. Relatively new, but I, I kind of feel like I've 
not mastered it. But yeah, I, I kind of feel like I'd, I have a good grasp of how it works. Cool. And are there any key plugins you've got in your Shopify store? Yeah, I should get that open. I like, um, we have Clavio for all of our abandoned cart email stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is really good. We use Optimunk for exit intent pop-ups, which is also working quite well. We use this tool called Sneeze, which at some point, <laughs> which we actually build ourselves, but I won't talk about that now. Oh, um, no, that's okay. Tell us what Sneeze does. Basically, we built the legging store by um, getting our customers to share after they bought because we had no idea how to find customers on the internet and we built this strong sort of mission. So mm-hmm. when customers did buy, they wanted to share that with their friends. Um, and so it's basically meant we're chasing customers to share and then taking that content and then posting that on our social media channels or putting on our product pages for increased social proof. Um, and that's how we grew in the early days. But it was our virtual assistant manager doing all of that manual work. So what Sneeze does, it just automates the process. So instead of her having to spend uh, time each day, uh, you can have a piece of software do that for you. Okay, so it it encourages the customer to share on social media their product purchase yeah. and then it grabs that share and reshares it on your on your channels. Yeah, so it sucks all the nice. content only only from Instagram at the moment into the tool and then you you select the product if if any that you want that content to be displayed on. Very cool. Okay, cool. So other than um other than sneeze optimunk and clavio, mm. any others that you swear by? Yeah. I'm thinking, um, not for now. I no. think those, those three, like I, I, if anybody is not using Clavier for their emails after people buy, um, and you're using something like Aweber, I actually just moved from Aweber to Clavier because it's so much more powerful in terms of the segmentation, the things you can do. Um, I, I think active campaign is good as well, actually. So that's fine if you're on active campaign, but I would highly recommend, um, looking at Clavio if you're not currently using it. Since I'm hearing a lot of debate about them at the moment, about people moving, switching from the likes of Aweber and MailChimp mm. over to either Clavio or Drip seem to be the two most yeah. popular choices I'm hearing about. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I I do like the Clavio piece, I have to say. Mm. I, I think it's, it's a trend towards more personalized marketing messages. Like we now want to think that every marketing message we get is just for us. And when you have the power to say, email people that have added to cart, but they're not bought or email people that have only looked at a specific product page saying, would you like to come back and buy this product? Uh, that's the sort of stuff you can do when you integrate your, your Shopify store in Clavio. You can't do that with MailChimp, right? And so that's yeah. why I think it's better. And it's, and it's, it's amazed me how much kind of in the last five years, the accessibility of powerful email marketing software's become, you know, if, mm-hmm. if I was someone running an email marketing system that had been built five years ago, I'd be like, oh God, I wish I'd started it four years later because <laughs> building it would have been so much easier. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity these days from switching around because it's, it's on such a big progression curve, but we're about to get into quite a tedious SaaS conversation. Um, and we've got something much more interesting to talk about. Uh, so, um, you are on a challenge to get to a hundred thousand pounds per month. Correct. Why? <laughs> um, I think, um, I, I think the biggest reason was that when you set a goal and make it public, it kind of just, it's more stressful because you're like, oh, people are expecting me to do this, but it kind of like 
forces you. It's kind of like mm-hmm. throwing the, the bag over the fence, right? You're like, okay, I actually have to do this now. Um, and so, A, the, the things you would learn by trying to grow a business's monthly revenue by 20 um, is going to be immense. But then also, it, it fed quite nicely into the SaaS tool that we're building, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, if I can grow that store and then tell everybody about how I grew that store, that audience of people are people that want to grow their Shopify stores or their e-commerce stores, uh, which are, ideal, are an ideal audience for our software tool. So it's kind of win-win. Yeah, it's and like whatever happens, you win on one front. Yes, Exactly, and hopefully on two, but it's not actually yeah. going that well. We can talk about this, about how it's going so far, if well, you would like. Well, that's my next question, because we're, yeah. just so everybody knows, we're recording this at the end of May. Mm-hmm. Um, so how far, how many months are you into this, and how's it going? So I only announced it at the start of April, right? And we had the best month ever in March, or second best month ever, I think, with £5,000. April was a little bit worse, and then May has been rubbish. And the main mm-hmm. reason for May being rubbish is I did a rather risky SEO switch. I'll quickly explain the background. We've oh, yeah, been stitchleggings.com since we started. The most, the, the search term that if we ranked number one for that would make the biggest difference in our business is just the term meggings, which is like a shortened, it's what mm-hmm. people call male leggings, right? And we, we have consistently ranked between two and four for the last couple of years. And there's a company in the US who started after us, you can tell I'm bitter about this, called Meggingsman. They have meggingsman.com. They're ranked number one. And they're pretty solid there. But I think that with some SEO work, we can get to number one. And so I managed to acquire the domain, meggings.com. Oh, wow. For, yeah, I know. For a total of $150 in April. That's not bad. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a sweet deal. But then... Yeah. So, we, so we've actioned the migration. We've redirected all of the, in theory, link juice from stitchleggings.com through to the new site, meggings.com, and and now kind of waiting. We're like, we've lost all of our rankings, <laughs> and now and, and SEO was thirty percent of our sales, and now we're just sort of waiting for Google to hopefully recognize the fact we had all this lovely link juice on stitchleggings.com and then transfer it and start ranking meggings.com. But it's taking a little bit longer than I hoped, and so I'm going to leave it for a month. And if we don't get back up then i might switch back but my seo guy assures me uh that we should be back up in in a sh- three weeks now yeah it's such a it's such a nightmare moving url i know, I know. The, the process is a nightmare and then the what will google do is like just exactly. the worst thing in the world so, so we'll see. hopefully it's just a waiting game then Hopefully it's a waiting game. Um, if not, I might have just completely messed up. Messed up, but that's fine because I can like, share the learnings, and maybe someone won't el- someone else won't make that mistake in the future. So it's actually it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's you know it's far better to do that at this stage in the challenge than it is to do yeah. when you're trying to get from ninety to a hundred. Exactly, that would Chloe, really that's hurt. A, that's a great silver lining to add onto that cloud. Thank you, Chloe. That's. I, I always say, you know, if you're if you're deliberating on a URL change, do it now. Don't do it later because the la- the longer you leave it, the worse an idea it becomes. Um, okay, so that's clearly that's the the biggest thing to or the biggest downside or failure, I suppose, of the challenge so far. What's been the biggest success so far? I think it's been the what I'm learning about Facebook ads. Um, part of the great sales in March was 1.2k spent on Facebook ads, um, which gave I think it was like a two and a half x return which is good um 
but then we've sort of dropped down in April and May because I'm trying to refine our methodology mm-hmm. for Facebook ads. And so I think my learning or our learnings about how to acquire customers' properties from Facebook has been the biggest plus. And it's not showing at the moment because budgets are right down. I'm trying to reduce the cost for purchase. Mm-hmm. But if I get that right and I work out a way to scale, I think that's the route to getting up to 10 or 20K per month. And then I'm kind of relying on my business development uh, friend to get us into retail stores to help boost us up uh, some of the rest of the way. Uh, okay. So the, the, so stage one was change the domain name. Mm-hmm. Stage two is really get Facebook ads. But it, 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 it's kind of happening all at the same time. Um, yeah. So the, the, the customers are going to come from SEO and Facebook ads probably to, to get us to the 10, 20 K just through the mm-hmm. Shopify store. Um, and so I'm just spending my time, my time focusing on them. And then once we have a bigger online presence, it's going to be easier in theory for my partner to go and find retail stores for us to sell through. Aha. Uh-huh. So then the, the, the big piece is both getting the units through the retail boutiques, but also mm. getting the brand awareness from that as well, I suppose. Yes. This is the plan. Nice. I, lo- I like the fact that... Um, that you've gone right we're going to get to 100k and here's the three things we're going to focus on because mm-hmm. i know that that may you know you may get two months down the line you're like right oh god this will only take us to 10 we need to find something else mm-hmm. but i do like the fact you pick three to start with because i come across a lot of people going oh we're going to grow we're going to do this 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 and oh and don't forget that and it's yeah. like you you know, even if you've got a team of 10, you still don't really have the bandwidth to properly deploy that many ideas. Mm. So was it just something that happened naturally or was it a an, an definite attempt by you and, and your team just to focus in on three methods? No, like I, I think it's just, I don't want to say common sense. It's like You can say common I sense. Have, yeah, I think it's like common sense. Like you only have a certain amount of hours in a day and, and they're like, it's not like there's not enough customers on Google or Facebook to get you to that point, right? So if you like the analogy of the, the light bulb in the room uh, compared to the laser, right? If, if you take the, all of the energy in just one normal light bulb and they focus it like a laser, it can, like burn through rock or metal or steel, right? And mm-hmm. so that's the analogy I'd like to use here as the focus of time and attention. Okay, I like I like that. And I think I think we can all learn a lot from that. The focus of pick just a couple of things to get right rather than try and do it all. Um, mm-hmm. Out of all the bits and bobs we talked about, what do you think is the most awesome thing about um, stitch leggings at the moment? The most awesome thing? I quite like the – ever since the start, we've kind of been on this mission. And If you go to the site, the homepage, stitchleggings.com, or meggings.com actually, you'll see that um, we passed the mission like right – in the middle, like right in front of your face, and it's to enable men to wear what they want as opposed to what they should. And this right from the start really resonated with a certain type of person. That's how we've got the people sharing afterwards and helped us grow in the early days. Um, and then, and so what I think is the most awesome thing about us today is we still maintain that character and that mission that so we haven't like watered down as we've sold more leggings or got more popular. Like we've taken the Dragon's Den video and put that on the homepage because it kind of ties into that mission of us going against the mm-hmm. convention against conventional wisdom and like us getting torn apart by the dragons 
show the sort of like martyrs for that cause, right? So, so that's what I like the most about this business is we, we've stayed true to this mission. And I think that's ultimately how what's going to really help us to grow is when we find that type of person who resonates with that story, then they're more emotionally driven to buy. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. And so that's, that's what I like most about the, the business in general. The consistent mission that sits behind and supports everything that you're doing. Yeah. I have to say, it, it, when I work with businesses that have that clarity, it makes mm-hmm. everything, every decision so much easier. Yeah. You know, your, your colleague who's going after the wholesale accounts, you know, just walking down a high street trying to pick the shops to go into to pitch, it's easier if you've got a mission like that, you know? <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I, th- I think that's a great thing to have as um as awesome right now um you also talk a lot um from the videos i've watched about the challenge so far about how you've systematized the business oh yes so um yeah i I guess a bit more background i studied chemistry and then went to work in the corporate world um in outsourcing and so we were for example working with vodafone to help them systemize and outsource some of their it work Mm -hmm. so i kind of took that learning and implemented that in the leggings company so we basically released the free founders from doing any kind of routine mundane tasks and have given them to our virtual system manager who is amazing by the way um so that we can then focus on the things we enjoy and are best at right so i'm doing the growth because i enjoy and i'm best at that one guy is doing like the business development and then the other guy's doing like the product and finance right and that's because of the stuff we enjoy and we that's like our most highest value uh time is invested just in those things um so all the customer service pick pack dispatch product fulfillment mm. that's all dealt with by your va uh so she well we have a distribution center in ethics mm-hmm. and and yeah, and then she's just doing all of the other stuff uh but then at the same time with her we're taking some of the stuff that she used to do and giving that to computers right so then she can shift her like focus her time on the things that she can do most effectively. And then the mundane stuff is getting passed even further down the chain to the microprocessors. Hence the creation of Sneeze. Exactly. Because that's one of the things, isn't it? There's, there's kind of the different levels of systemization. There's like the, right, let's get it so it's bearable. Now let's get mm. it so as it frees up our time to do what we should be doing, which usually means outsourcing to, to other humans. And then mm. it's like, right, we're going to scale so how do we then do this even further, which often means bringing in the technology? And I think sometimes mm. pe- people think they have to systemize to the nth degree on day one. Uh-huh. So how did you decide what was going to get systemized and when? If basically, whenever we, the three of us were doing anything that we thought, A, some, another person or computer could be doing this, we wrote it down in a spreadsheet. And we just built out this spreadsheet of tasks that we could then prioritize based on how much we didn't like doing them and whether another human could do them and what level of skill that human would need. And so one thing I didn't also mention is I built and sold a, on a marketplace that um, connected entrepreneurs with virtual assistants. Mm-hmm. And so basically we just had, I, I'd spent a lot of time with other businesses working out what they could outsource, right, by helping the clients on this marketplace. And so we basically just did that exercise, found one of the best virtual assistants on the platform, and then <laughs> employed her for the leggings company and then took that spreadsheet and then filtered it for the 10 most 10 tasks that met those criteria and then 
documented them, and then handed them over. So given your huge experience, both from getting Vodafone to outsource down, right the way down to helping a another entrepreneur find the right VA for a small task, mm. and what you've done with Stitch Leggings, what's the what's the you know not the necessarily how to go about finding a VA, but what's your process for handing something over to the virtual yeah, system? I actually, so as part of the content marketing for the, that marketplace, I developed something called the efficient outsourcing formula. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice step. name. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Four-step process that I'm going to it will hit the test, see if I can rattle it off by memory. Yeah, let's go um, for it. And then I can also link to the blog post that outlined everything. Oh, that'd um, be awesome. Thank you. So... Number one is to understand all of the, yeah, it's to be aware of your time and understand all, the, all of the tasks that you're doing. So you're really uh, taking a spreadsheet and writing down all of your tasks. And then once you have that list, you can then assess each of them against the criteria. The criteria that we used to use, as, as I mentioned, was how much do I enjoy this? Um, what skill level is required for this task? And then one other that I can't remember at the moment. So it's to a, get the task you're doing, B, prioritize them, and then C, taking a subset of those tasks and then documenting exactly how those tasks are performed. Like it's best to do it with videos, but you can just do it in a Google document. And then the final part is handing that over. So you then share that document or those videos with the person you're handing it over to. Uh, you perform the task with them watching you. That's called forward job shadowing that's an Accenture term mm -hmm. uh, and then you have the person perform the task without you and then after that you then watch them performing the task it's called a reverse job shadowing and then you just finalize any final things and then it's theirs then you then you hand that right over um, so that's the I believe that's the efficient outsourcing formula there might be some slight nuances in the official <laughs> version but um, we'll, we'll post that below Oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you. And um, and I guess it really is a case of invest the time up front, both to decide what you need to identify what needs outsourcing and then making sure that training is bulletproof exactly. before you carry on. Exactly. Okay, it's time for the top tips round. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Tom, first up is the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh, great question. I think it would be my favorite business book ever is called The, the Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco. And don't get put off by like the cheesy title. It's basically this guy who built an internet business and sold it for, for many millions. But he kind of just outlines the process that you would go to to do that. Um, and he has specific business types, one of which is e-commerce. And then once he outlines the different business types, he just sort of walks you through the process that so you would need to do that. Um, and so when I read that book, that really changed everything. That was like three years ago. And so almost every business or like every thing that I work on now, I filter through kind of his viewpoint and whether it's going to get to the, the goal of selling the business, which is like, again, don't get me wrong. You don't, that's just what I'm trying to do. You don't necessarily have to go and sell the business, right? But I still think even if you're not trying to do that, it'll be a valuable book to read on a Friday. 
I think it's a great book, and I oh, think you have read it. Awesome. Yeah, I've read it. It's good, um, and I might actually. You, I haven't read it for years though, so I might might have to go and pull it pull it yeah. out of the bookcase again. But I, th- I think also, even if you're not planning on selling, it's a good to build your business with an eye to the sale because it does yeah. make you do things in a better way. Um, the traffic top tip then: which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I like uh, obviously is using. If you have this brand story that a specific type of person connects with, that they go to the site and they understand the mission you're on and they buy emotionally because of this, then by definition, their friends should also, because you make friends with people you're similar to, have a similar mindset. And therefore, anything you can do to get somebody to tell their friends about you after they buy, whether it's online or offline, I think can be invaluable and is a very sustainable uh, way to grow if you can work out some effective ways of doing that okay excellent and then the tool top tip maybe a collaboration tool a social media plugin a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day i would choose e- this is i only have two one yeah, it's okay you can, you can you can have two. Oh no 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 actually it's just gonna be one yeah? um, so it's a tool called hotjar 100 percent free you just sign up and then you can basically watch what people are doing on your site right so when here's absolutely massive i think for any e-commerce business like watching people on your product pages like what they're looking at what they're clicking it what they are getting stuck on um, you'll have some great learnings and then you just make some tweaks after you see a certain number of people like messing up at some point and then that's going to have impacts big impacts on your conversion rate excellent uh, tool absolutely brilliant tool uh, the startup top tip then if you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business what would be your first tip for them i would minimize downside right so so you have this idea you think you're going to enjoy and be able to sell this thing, what I would do, this is the advice I would give, I'd tell them that I would go and find images of the thing that you're going to, that you think you're going to enjoy and be able to sell, and then I'd create a free Shopify store, I'd upload the images, I'd run some ads from Facebook, uh, and actually see if, A, I can sell, but then B, like stalk the people after they buy, if they buy, and then just see if that's the type of customer that A, you think would buy, but B, you would sort of enjoy improving the lives of. Um, and so I do that before you spend ages developing the product or going to China um, to see, to test, right? And if you pass the test, amazing, go ahead. If you A, can sell or B, you don't like that or that type of person, then I wouldn't do it. So in that scenario, are you actually going to ship them the product or do you just cancel the uh, no. order? No, so I'd say like apologies. Um, it, so if you're not sure if you're going to continue the business, I would say like apologies, we're out of stock, um, really sorry. Uh, but if you are going to then continue the business, you can say, awesome, thank you so much. Um, we're going to deliver the product in two months. If you're not happy with that, 100% give you a refund. Uh, if not, you have it in two months and I'll send you something extra. Got you. Cool. Okay, so Masterplan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode, including the embarrassing Dragon's Den video, <laughs> by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this very show. Um, Tom, before we say goodbye, would you like to let listeners know where they can find you and Stitch Leggings on the web and social media? 
Uh, so Tom Hunt.io is a personal website and Twitter at Tom Hunt.io. And then Stitch, as you know, meggings.com. It <laughs> might not be there for much longer, though. So if you, if you Google Stitch Leggings, you'll, you'll find everything that we've ever done on Google. Okay, excellent. And then, of course, you're also running your SaaS business. Do you want to just remind people about what that is, what it does, and where they can find it? Yeah, basically, as I mentioned, we started growing the Legging Store because we had this strong mission and then people were sharing after they bought and then we take that content and use it on our own channels. Um, and so that used to be our virtual assistant who did all that, but then we tried to put her out of a job uh, by creating Sneeze, even though now she, we didn't actually put her out of a job. Now she does more high-value tasks. And our Sneeze does that. It follows up with customers, asks them to share, scans Instagram for the, the content, drags that into the tool, and then you can do stuff with it. Um, and so you can actually have a completely, completely free account. You just connect to your Shopify store, and it's free up to a certain amount of pieces of content displaying on your site. Um, and you can just find that Sneeze.io. Awesome. Thank you. I will add links to sneeze.io and meggings.com and everything else we've been talking about today in the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Tom, thanks so much for telling us how the challenge is going and about how you've started all these various businesses on the podcast today. It's been really, really super useful. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much, Chloe. I really appreciate um having me on the show, but also doing like, well, I didn't mention this, but when I was working at Accenture, um, I was trying to build a business and leave. So I spent all of my day like doing the Accenture work, but also listening to podcasts and stuff that had a massive impact on my, I believe the outcome, like my ability to leave. So I think doing this and giving away this information for free is very valuable for all the people that listen. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. How generous was Tom there? So much little bits of advice, little ideas, um, pieces on how to systematize. He's got my brain boggling on ideas. Um, and I thought that one quite nicely follows on from, if you remember back in, I think it was episode 103 with Divine Legs, when Christine was telling us about how she'd launched with this 100 orders in 100 days as a startup target to get those sales going and I really like the fact that then Tom Tom and his team have gone right this is what we're going to try and hit next and in Christine's case it was very much try something try something try something try something as you have to do in those first hundred days but as Tom's explained to us you know if you're going to then go for a doubling or in his case a 20xing of the sales you really do need to have some experience of what works on your site and then really focus in on those key things because there are only so many hours in the day at the end of it all. Well, please do let us know what you think of this episode in the Facebook group. Tom's in there. Um, it's at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook or search on Facebook for ecommerce master plan world. And, um, I hope if you've enjoyed this episode, you'll share it with your e-commerce friends, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, over a cake, over a cake and coffee. Um, I really don't mind, but please do spread the word because I like to get these, this great content out to as many people as possible. In the meantime, though, have a great week, all of you, and uh, keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com. <laughs>